0: Welcome Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 247, and welcome back to my front porch here in Phoenix, Arizona I hope you are doing well staying safe hopefully healthy uh I'm wrapping up my quarantine period tomorrow so I get to get back in the office I'm excited about that it's been kind of a strange weird few days you know the last seven days have honestly been super weird um but this week was interesting. I mean, I was, like, so gung-ho. I mean, if you were listening to the first episode in the new year, I was, like, so pumped on a new year. I mean, it's like Christmas to me. I'm, like, all excited. I get back in the office. Mike and I are, like, jamming and and got plans and we're moving forward. I've been waiting, came off a of vacation, and, and then, you know, just had a really hard week in the sense that you had a dear friends who... Uh, lost uh, their son and then I got sick and then got uh, the kind of the uh, official like COVID deal on Monday and it's like okay I guess this is what's going down so this week actually was like You know, I I went on longer walks, which for me, you know, I usually go on, I don't know, maybe four or five mile walks. And I was kind of doing that a couple times a day. My wife's like, what's wrong with you, man? Like, but I keep telling my family, like I'm reading these articles that say how how good walking is for you like it's one of the best exercises so if you're a walker out there just fist bump right now like be proud be loud and proud all these people going to gym and working out and doing all the crossfit stuff go for it god bless you. but us walkers we're out there we're conquering we're feeling healthy so i i got a lot of extra walking in um, but it was actually a cool time to slow down a bit Um, be home with the family, uh, play a lot of Monopoly deal. Uh, it's, we play probably two hours of Monopoly deal a day. Uh, so Monopoly deal and then, um, got some good time to read and then also, uh, just work through some plans. Lots of plans that I have for this podcast, lots of plans that I have. Uh, for uh, my nonprofit, Phoenix One, and so it's been kind of a an interesting, weird, funky seven days. But I'm excited to kind of move forward and getting back in the office tomorrow and engaging in society once again. Um, hey, I said this before, but if if you're struggling through everything that's going on, sickness, and uh, I'm just I'm sorry i just it's it's heavy it's hard if you've got loved ones who're struggling with that it's heavy it's hard don't do it alone invite people into it invite people into the hurt the pain the sorrow um yeah, we all need to be lifted up and i think this period of time that we're in is a time in which we are all starting to realize community it's a big big deal so find some people ask put yourself out there be like i need help i need somebody to bring me food right i need somebody to grab me uh, groceries. That will be a big deal. All right. Thank you for all of you who continue to listen to this podcast and those of you who continue to sponsor it. Um, and by sponsor, it just means you're making a donation. Uh, you, you do that in a multiple different ways. Uh, some of you do that through Venmo. Some of you do that on a monthly basis through Patreon. And just wanted to say thank you so much for doing that. All right. Uh, the passage for today is Joshua... 1 8 and it says this keep this book of the law always on your lips meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it then you will be prosperous and successful read again Uh, Joshua 1 8 keep this book of the law always on your lips meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. I brought this up before, but I I do think it's really, really important. Uh, when When I was young, my sixth grade year, my dad was my teacher, my sixth grade teacher. And uh, so every day we drove in the car. And my dad grew up, uh, he actually came to faith through a group called the Navigators. So props to the Navigators doing the good work. And uh, Navigators met on the campus of Western Michigan, uh, which is where my dad went to college. And a part of the way that they helped kind of new believers kind of get integrated into the faith is they taught them these memorization verses. And so they had these little packets and you would memorize them. And so my dad did that. And so my sixth grade year, I memorized, I think, 77, 80 verses, something like that, Uh, maybe more than that. And so every day, get in the car. My dad's got his cup of coffee. Okay, let's go through the verse, memorize it. And if I'm honest, I hated him for it. I was just, this is the worst. I can't stand this. I'm just over it, right? And now I'm a full-grown adult, those verses, all in the King James Version, um, are just on my lips, in my mind. And it's just this really interesting thing where it's like all those years, I mean, my sixth grade year, my sixth grade year, I'll be preaching and a verse out of nowhere will just go bam and line right up with where I feel like God's asking me to go as it relates to the sermon and i'm like crazy and it, and i'll be i'll be with like this week uh with a, a hurting family and these verses boom they'll just come to my mind and and it's just this beautiful gift that he gave me that i would never really realized and i'm learning now to even meditate on them more and more to concentrate on them. this podcast exists as a result of me sitting on my front porch and meditating on a passage, working through it, thinking through it, Joshua, you know, if you if you if you know anything about Joshua, Joshua for 40 years was kind of like Moses's right-hand dude, right? And he followed him all throughout all the journey with the Israelites. And so Moses uh, is leading the people of Israel. They think it's right around a million people or something like that. Joshua's kind of backing him up. Joshua's a strong warrior, very humble, very teachable. And so he's walking and serving Moses for all those 40 years. And then Moses dies as a result of disobedience before entering into the promised land and essentially handing the baton to Joshua. So Joshua now stands before all the people as the new leader of Israel. And before he goes through all of that, it's like the Lord comes to him and says, Hey, hey, I got something from you. And so the, the Lord gives a word to him. And, and he talks to him about this next leg of what it means to go in the promised land and what that will demand. And he's it's kind of that like I've talked about it before, but like this idea of like, like I got to send my son off to college and he's giving him this like, listen, this is what's most important. This is what's going to guide you. This is what's going to lead you. And he does this. He's did this with Moses. He's done this with the people of Israel. Like he's trying to focus Joshua on not just the task ahead, but what it means to him as a, as a leader, as an individual, as a God follower. This is what you need to do. You know, and remember at this point, they have the Ten Commandments. Moses has done some writing at this point And this is the way that they're teaching the word of God to the people, and and, and God's like, listen. Th- it's so important that you keep this near to you. And I can't express it, the, for this passage in particular how very, very, very important it is. I, I I see in a culture that is constantly guiding us left or right, all over the place. We're like, where do I go? What is truth? Everything feels fake. Everything feels false. Everybody feels like they're either on this side of the fence or that side of the fence or every. You find out that this person, the reason why they said what they were said is because they were getting paid off by this person. She just don't know who to trust. And God's going like, trust me. Trust my words. I'm guiding you and I'm leading you into promise. In promise. But we've got to slow. We've got to pull back and go, "Whoa, whoa, what about me? How does this relate to the word of God that we've been given as a gift, inspired by the spirit of God? What do we do with all that? So he starts off with Joshua, as he does, as he will with you and I, and he said, look, keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night. And I, I just love the way that God expresses the idea of the way that scripture should exist in our lives okay so i've been studying through song of solomon so you gotta you gotta let me you gotta let me rap on song of solomon for a little bit or song of songs for a little bit but uh, she uses these metaphors a lot of times the 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 female lover in 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 this song in the song of solomon and she talks about wine about how he's like wine. And essentially it's talking about how wine, like she's talking about their kisses, right? And and, and they, they're talking about in the commentary I'm reading how wine kind of, it's, you know, it makes your tongue red and it kind of sticks with you. This is the visual image and practical thing that, that, that God is laying to before Joshua and before you and me. Like it needs to be like that. It kind of like sticks on your tongue. It, it, it covers the mouth. It's tender, right? And, and this is how scripture is to be in our lives. It's this thing that exists with us, lives with us, and continues with us. In fact, as we keep it on our lips, Right. That's so important. You know, uh, James talks about how the tongue is like it's like a dangerous thing. It can set uh, uh, like a, a flame to a forest, like like an udder on a ship. Like he's giving all these visual things like here's what, what what God is saying to Joshua. If this is on your lips and you're a meditating, you're going to reiterate my words to the people you're going. They're going to sink deep into your life. And they're going to permeate the way you do everything, right? So here's the thing I've learned about me personally. Um, I grew up my whole life learning about a Devo time, okay? So again, this is going to be a little bit uh, like uh, a little soapbox, a little Devo time and for me as a at least as a young kid that was about a 15 minute section of time right before i went to bed but if i'm honest it was a check mark it was just check mark on a box got it done i'm a good christian and i think that's how a lot of people are it's not changing you it's not impacting you it's just a check mark this is not what he's talking about he's saying no 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 this needs to permeate Every, every, the way you live your life, there are so many Christians. I, in fact, I would say there some of the people who are the most faithful in their detail, Devo time that I've met, a lot of people, are just angry. And I'm like, they talk about this time of prayer and this Devo moment, but it's so regimented. And then you watch the way they treat people or they watch the way that they do business. And you're like, that doesn't match up. It doesn't make sense. God's going, no, no, no. That's not going to do. That's not going to work. Don't segment it. Don't make it just about that. Not to say you shouldn't do something like that, but it's got to be more than that. And for me, what I'm learning and what I'm trying to do is take whatever I'm experiencing here on the front porch, carry it throughout the week, carry it throughout the day. Like don't let it sit here, permeate on it. Let it, I'm going to meditate on it. I'm going to let it sink in and hopefully it impacts The way I talk, the way I act, that is what he's talking about. And why would we do that? So that we may be careful, he says next, to do everything written in it. When we meditate and maturate on scripture, we will join God in his work, in his way, and not our way. It's not about what we want to do. It's about what he wants in his way. And it's like we're partnering with the Spirit of God, with the Word of God, In living out what it is that God is calling us into. And here's what I find so interesting. I think we are generally guided by emotions, both good and bad, hurts and pains, right? And if we're not careful, we will think we are right most of the time. We would think the way we think, the way we act is right. Instead of saying, no, 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 what does God say is right? What is his way to do it i remember this guy coming in my office and saying oh i'm so happy like i i finally feel at peace god told me to divorce my wife i'm like so happy and i was like no he did not tell you to do that that is not from god because if you open up his word he's like no he hates divorce he hates that he's not gonna he's not gonna tell you to cause break a covenant no, he's not going to ask you to do that. And in this situation, there weren't some of those other caveats that a lot of people use, like there wasn't any infidelity or anything like that or abuse. He was just done with her. I was like, no. So we need to be careful to do what is written in God's word. And last but not least, the benefit. This is the benefit. The benefit is this. Then you will be prosperous and successful. And see, what we love to do is westernize this idea you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll read the Bible. Wait a second. Wait, God's going to make me rich, right? God's going to make me famous and powerful. No, no, no. That's not what he's saying. No, no, no. Here's the reward. You're obeying God. <laughs> That's the reward. The reward is as you meditate, as you keep this on this list, it starts to impact the way you live your lives. And as you do that, you are tr- living a holy life and you're obeying God. That is the reward reward. And here's here's the thing. Jesus is our example. Jesus is our example. Think about how he meditated, how it was on his lips day and night, how it led him. Think about his temptation. Think about how it allowed him to endure the cross and, and also experience the glory of resurrection power. He is our example. You know, God's word lays out God's way, but here's the big thing. It's for God's glory. So the question is this, how important is God's word to you? I really think you should think through that. Is it just this thing that you've segmented, or if it's just this podcast, or is it something that's really saturating in your life? God, thank you for your word. Thank you for leading and guiding us, spirit. Teach us to meditate on your word day and night so we can be faithful to do your will, your way, for your glory. So, take a breath. Reflect. And believe that the God of the universe is near to you than your own heartbeat. Until next time.